You're listening to the Josh Paul Podcast. Connect with Josh on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or by visiting joshpaul.org. Now, here's Josh. Hallelujah. And I've got to own time word. This is a fresh word from God. I wanted to call it, put me in coach. Put me in coach. But I decided not to. I decided to say, count me in God. Count me in. Come on, say somebody. Just say it with, count me in God. Count me in. Count me in. And furthermore, you can count on me. I know I mess up sometimes, but go ahead and count me in. Count me in, coach. Count me in. Whatever you got going on, Count me in. Andrew, play me a little something on that thing for just a second. I just feel a little something different in here tonight. I just feel the spirit a little. And I don't want to rush into some church service. I just want to say, when he shows up, I want to honor him. When he shows up, I just want to say, thank you, Lord. When he shows up, I want to say, thank you, Dad, for showing up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You didn't have to, but you did. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I feel the spirit of the Lord so strong in this place. Hallelujah. Count me in, coach. You know what? When the roll is called up yonder, I don't know where you grew up, but I grew up in a little old Baptist church. Oh, my God. They used to sing that song. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. I don't even know if they sing that one anymore. But when it's called up yonder, I'm going to be there because I've got a spot. He said, when I go away, he's going to prepare a place for me. If I wasn't going to do it. I wouldn't say that I was going to do it. Slap your neighbor across the face and say, get excited. Get excited. You've got a place to go when all this is over. This ain't it. This ain't it. Look in the mirror and look at that mug. Say, thank God this ain't it. (laughs) This ain't it. This is a blip. The Bible says we're here only as a... Only watch your head. These things go slinging all the time. Watch your head. Watch your head. Somebody get them a liability for them. Watch your head. Sign, y'all better sign a paper when you come into the tapings. But God, count me in when you're making me plans. I want to say, God, send me. Uh, even on the scary stuff, send me. Because I've learned how many know that it's right on the other side of our comfort zone. That's where our real life begins. When we start doing things that make us uncomfortable, when we start doing things that make this flesh a little uncomfortable, when we start saying no to this and yes to that, when we start saying no, Josh, and yes, Jesus, when I start getting out of my comfort zone and I'm saying, Lord, I have never walked on water before, but if you tell me to come and meet you on the water, I'm coming. I'm coming. You better bless God. Here I come. You can sit in the boat and watch me if you want to, but here I go and let me tell you there's going to be about 11 more of them sitting in the boat talking about you saying hey you can't walk on water oh you just want to be a show off oh you just want to be that oh you just want to be this no I'm doing the will of my father and Jesus here I come here I come and I'll do it again and judge me if you want to because I will I will look a little crazy especially to the people who who say walking on water don't exist Or to the people who say, oh, you don't have that ability. No, you're right. But through Christ, through Christ, I'm able. I can do how many things? A few? 
I can do one or two. I can do all things through Jesus Christ. Come on, stand to your feet for just a second. Come on, just stand up and say, I can do all things. I can do all things. Come on, I don't want to preach to no dead church tonight. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ tonight. You go ahead and have a seat. I might start preaching here in just a minute. Put me in, coach. Put me in. You know, I was thinking about this message today, and I thought about my love for numbers. I get kind of annoying with it sometimes, but I try to race the calculator. Anybody do that? Like when somebody's calculating, you tell them to calculate something, and then you're like secretly racing them in your head because um, some people have told me I'm a genius. I don't let it go to my head or anything, but uh, um, it might have been me that said it. I have no idea. Somebody said it. Somebody somebody said it. It was me. And um, so... So I like to race the calculator, and you know, but I, here's what I do love. I love numbers. I love like um, like counting, and I love like I, I drive myself crazy. I may be like OCD or DCC or whatever them letters are, and uh, but like I will ride down the road and I'll count lot poles, boom, 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 and like I'll count the the lines on the pavement. And I have this little man, and I've had him in my head ever since I was little, and he jumps across the lot poles and he counts them by fours. I know this is insane. He counts them by fours because it's a music measure, and he's counting by four, and we're doing music going down the road, and it's a bizarre thing, and there's a lot going on in this head, and promise me, uh, I promise you when I tell you that, a lot goes on in here that you don't want to know about, and so, but I love numbers. I love numbers. It's a, I have a weird infatuation with numbers because numbers don't lie. Two plus two always equals four. You know, I've had a lot of people in my life lie to me. I've had a lot of people walk out on me. I've had a lot of unknowns and unstable, but numbers, they don't lie. Ah, they are there, man. They're, they're, and I think God likes numbers. I really do because there's like something about a three and a seven and all these other things. And, you know, there's a certain number of planets and there's a certain number of days that it goes around the sun. And God tilts the planet just right so we all don't get fried by the sun. And he's got this this perfect thing. And we know when the eclipse is going to be. We can we, we can know it by the number of the days. Here it comes. Turn to your neighbor and say, here it comes. Here it comes. God has got it lined up. Here it comes. It's coming. It's even on the way, even now. And so you can trust in that. You can trust in God. God is calculated. You think he didn't know Lazarus was dead four days when he got there? He knew exactly down to the second. How many? But he showed up to show off. Come on. He's about to show up in your life to show off. He's not late. He's not fashionably late. His limousine ain't pulling up 10 minutes late just so everybody can see Jesus get out the back of it. No, Jesus show up out the back of a pinto talking about here I am ready to make some noise, ready to make some business happen, not caring what he looks like, but he cares what he's accomplishing through you. I'm going to say it again. Jesus, hey, man, he doesn't care what you look like, even though he loves your little sweet face that he formed in your mother's womb. He just does. He loves you, you little cutie pie. And uh, But you know what? He's not necessarily, like, he doesn't care. You know, there's somebody probably turning the channel right now because I'm wearing a hat. Goodbye. Um, and so, you know, like, that that's what it is because God, I don't think, you know, I'm going to just say this, and I'm glad my mom ain't here, but I showed up naked. It, uh, like, did y'all show up with clothes on to this earth? No. No, you didn't. So I don't think God cares what we 
where. If anything, I know what he gave me when I got here. So, uh, okay, I hear somebody out there right now and say, well, but they was in the garden and he put on some fig leaves together. And uh, But you know what? I believe if they would have been blue, he would have still sewn them together. And if they would have been pink and purple and all the rest of it, God, God, is, God, 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 God is not concerned with all these crazy little things that we get off on tangents on because that was a tangent and I wasn't even planning on saying that but somebody needs to know that you spend way too much time uh, on, on something and I don't know what it is but get your eyes back on God so I was thinking though about like how you know how precise things are and here, here's me I, I'm, a, I'm a top ABC personality I've got at least three. I don't know how many people live in here. And, um, but I'm fine with that. Like, and so like, don't be talking about, it's just true. (laughs) And so, but here's my top A coming out of me. I say something like, I want this water, uh, poured out and moved to the back of the room. I turn around and I turn back around and that water's still sitting there. I'm wondering who ain't doing the job because I want things done now. I'm a fast. I'm a let's do it now. I'm a let's take over the world now. I'm a let's buy this building now. I don't want to wait. I'm a now. Anybody else a now? Now, I hate microwave food. I don't do that kind of now. I'm willing to wait and put it in the oven. But but I'm a now kind of person. And so I was thinking about, um, have you ever been down to the Charlotte airport and you can go around to the back? And what they do is you can sit back there and watch the planes take off. And I'm always so, like, just, it really gets me. It kind of drives me crazy in a way um, how calculated. You all know at the airport, you're like, flight number 773 will leave, will depart at 3.37 p.m. today at 3. 37 p.m. but we will not begin boarding until 2 38 p.m. today and it's like who comes up with these specific numbers why can't you just round it up round it up just round it up and then we are going to be delayed by nine and a half minutes today but we are going to make up 11 minutes in the sky so do not worry we have 1.5 minutes left over today for you to make your connection it's like okay too much too much too much but you know what God is super calculated like that. And so what drives one crazy, I don't know. So, but then I started thinking about this word count. And uh, you can go ahead and flip your Bible open. We're going to be over in John 6, 4 tonight. I'm not just going to be rambling tonight. Don't worry. The word is the word. And that's the most important thing because that's the only thing that's going to change our life. But I started thinking about this word count, count. Because the, the, the Bible says, count the cost, count it joy, count, count these things, count this, count that, and, and count, and, and, and all these things. And the Bible even talks about people don't like it anymore, but the Bible talks about counting money and, and all these other things, and that's a different subject. But um, counting in God's economy, I believe, is a little bit different. And I've just been thinking about this. Just, just join me on this thought. Just join me on this little ride I've got. And so, um, you know, because... But here's this one thing because, like, okay, so say the offering bucket comes around tonight, and I, I don't have any money, but I want to give something. And so I give, I give this water because this is all I got. And so in God's economy, sometime, somehow, like, this water turns into some 30, some 60, some 100. And I don't understand that, but, like, and where'd the 100 come in anyway? Why didn't it go 30, 60, 90? But God, God does things a little different. And so op- open up your mind tonight is what I'm asking you to do. Open your, you know, God says crazy stuff like Deuteronomy 111. He says, may the Lord God of your fathers make you a 
thousand times so many more as you are and bless you as he hath promised you. So God's got this crazy way of multiplication and, and taking one thing and turning it into a lot more. Come on, somebody. Anybody in the house tonight? I need God to turn what I've got into a little bit more. Into, not into a little bit more, but into a lot more. And I'm ready to see him move. God's a multiplier. He looks at something and he doesn't let it tell it him its value God looks at something and God gives it the value God gives it the value he's the only one that can split this bottle in a mere second into a hundred pieces I can't do it but God can and so he looks at something he values it himself and then he redistributes it to his kids I think that's the coolest thing that is one of the coolest things and so but God can count. And so that's why you need to not listen to what this world says about your worth and your value and what Maybelline says and what L'Oreal Paris says and, and all these other people that say, you got to look like this girl. You got to look like that man. You got to wear these jeans. You got to go to Abercrombie and Fitch. And, 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 and so we got to get away from that. And we got to get away from it. What everybody, come on. How many know in the Bible that every time God wanted to do something big with somebody, he would take them all. He said, come on, go away from your house house to a place where I'm going to show you. He said, get out of the, get out of your house where you've been listening to these things. Get out of your house, get out of your current situation where you've been listening to these people talking down on you, uh, telling you it's never going to work. Y'all have heard the story. I flew up to Indianapolis one time wanting a confirmation on this, 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 you know, big ministry I want to do and all these things. And so I flew up to Indianapolis. I sat in an olive garden for five or six hours and I just couldn't wait for this prophet, this man of God, kind of well known and, and all this stuff. And so, but, but he looked at me and said, Josh, I'd tone it back a little bit. I bring, I bring it back down to earth a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I didn't say a word. And, and he pretty much told me to forget it. He told me to forget it. It would never happen. And I thought to myself, and I just smiled politely because that's the kind of person I am. I just smiled back across the table and I thought, you have no clue who you're sitting across from right now. Not in arrogance and not in pride, but I know who I am in Christ and I know where I'm going and it's too late now, devil. I can, you can't back me down. You can't back me down now it's too late you should have got me when you could have got me it's too late devil you should have got me you should have got me to believe those lies when I was four years old five years old six years old I might have believed it then but I've seen too much I've seen God move I've seen all he can do I've seen the majesty of the Lord show up and sprinkle into a situation did you know 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 that 30 seconds in the presence of King Jesus, who can do more in a lifetime of you trying and finagling and trying to raise that corporate ladder. And my God, he took Joseph from uh, uh, a pit to a palace. He was second in command in, in all of Egypt. But you do got to trust the process. But, but turn to your neighbor and say, God can do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God can do it. That crazy dream you got. He can do it. God can do it. He can do it. You're, you're actually sitting in my dream right now. You're sitting in my dream right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give the Lord a praise because this was something that I saw only in my head. And you know what? Somebody stood in my office and told me I was crazy, that it would never happen. That was a different person. You know how many times I've had to fight that along the way? You know how many times that Satan will show up and tell you? Oh, come on. 
you, you, you are way too ugly. Your voice sounds kind of crackly. You, you don't have a good speaking voice. Nobody would want to watch you on TV. You just don't have it. Look at the way you dress. You wear the, look at my sandals. They're kind of busted up and, 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 and all this. You know, you, 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 you ain't got what it takes. Oh, but I do. Oh, but I do. And he's brewing right here. Oh, he's brewing. Woo! Oh, I can feel it. Somebody, I just connected with somebody. I just got somebody. Come on, I just brought somebody along with me. Because he's right here. And he's doing a work that they can't see. And I'll say it all the time. It wasn't a conference call. It was a personal call. When God called you so you can't go and you can't ask everybody else what they, what they think and what they believe. And if they think you're good enough and if you're big enough... If God says it, come on, somebody. It's a yes and amen. You better slap yourself. Say it's a yes and amen. It's a yes and amen. Snap out of it, child of God. Snap out of it. It's way past time to get up from slumber. It's way past time, child of God. We've been wasting too much time, child of God. It's time to stand up. In the name of Jesus. Oh, that that was just page one, y'all. That was just page one. But God's a multiplier. And, uh, you know, God can count. He does know your worth. And so that's why you got to cancel all that out. You got to cancel out and you got to tune in. I heard this one preacher t- said, you know, how they have four call letters on uh, on uh, radio stations. He said, you got to tune in to W-O-R-D. And that's the station you got to stay into the station of the word, into station W-O-R-D. Because that is the only one that's going to tell you the truth about you. That's the only one that ain't going to walk out on you. That's the only one that ain't going to make up lies about you. That's the only one that's going to be standing there in the midnight hour to catch every tear. When everything else falls apart, God is always there. God multiplies. He, he, he takes something and he values it himself. God values it himself. And then he redistributes it to his kids. We're in John 6 and 4. I'm going to read this real fast because i got a lot to go over and I want to get you through this adventure with me tonight. Now the Passover the feast of the Jews was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, seeing a great multitude coming towards him. He said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? <laughs> I love that. Jesus, knowing all, he knows every single thing. He says to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And six says, but he said this to test him. Do you ever hear that voice in your head saying, but how? But where? What are you? You know, I wonder if, if not all the time, if not all the, because I've, I've learned, you know, my haters will say some pretty awful stuff about me. I, I've learned that, you know, they're not always wrong. But, but, but aside from that, I, I wonder if God also asks us questions like, well, how? And are you sure? Because he wants us to look up. He wants us to look towards him. He wants us to look in our hand and see what we have that we can give and let him multiply. Come on. 
Come on. It says, but this was to test him. That's the only reason he said it. He said, where are, you going, where are we going to get bread to feed this many people? He said, but this was to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. God knew what he was going to do. God knew. To come, turn to your neighbor and say, God knows what he's going to do. He already knows what he's going to do. God already knows what he's going to do. God already, somebody needs to know this right now. God already knows what he's going to do. He's already got a plan. You don't know what he's going to do. You have no idea how he's going to pull this shenanigan off, but God already knows what he's going to do. He already knows. Get that in you tonight. God already knows. God always has a plan. Now, Philip answered him. You know, I like Philip's answer because, you know, he could have been like, oh, Lord, God, you know, Jesus, just forget it. Forget it. We ain't got it. We ain't got it. We ain't got it. Just forget it. And that's what happens so often. That's what happens to us so often. Uh, God, God will say, well, how are you going to feed these multitude? How are you going to do this? How are you going to see this come to pass? And we don't even look around. We don't even try to answer the question. We just answer that voice as a, well, you're right. I don't have it. Get inspired. Order Josh Paul's newest book entitled Closer to the Father. It's a daily prayer devotional and fasting journal. Each day, you'll be guided through a prayer that will grow your faith and deepen your relationship with God. You'll receive daily motivation to be your best as you journey deeper into prayer. God loves when you pray bold prayers. Get your copy by visiting joshpaul.org or call 1-800-722-8714. Order now. You're just 21 days away from a closer walk with the Father. Impossible. It seems impossible. But what seems impossible with, God, with, with man is not impossible with God. I'll say it again and again and again in every city and state I go to. But what is impossible with man is not impossible with God. In fact, the Bible says all things are possible. So here's what Philip said to him. And I love his end. He said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them should have a little. Another translation said um, a, a half year's wages would barely give each one of them one bite. A half year's wages would each, would barely good, but, but God knows how to count, and he's trying to teach us how to count. Come on, somebody. He know, God knows how to count, and he's trying to teach us how to count, but we, oh, I'll just turn around and say this one. Most of the time, we're too stingy. I don't want to see their faces, Lord. I don't think they like that one. But most of the time, we're too stingy. And so listen to this. It says, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a lad here who had five barley loaves and two small fish. But then he says, there's so much doubt. There's so much doubt in the Christian community. Come on, somebody. There's so much doubt at church. There's so much doubt everywhere we look, even with our brothers and sisters. I believe we need to have a dispensation of faith. I believe I'm ready. You know, because the Bible says he gives everybody a, a measure of faith. It's up to us to grow it and to cultivate it and to use it. And they were talking about the other day, faith is one of the scariest things we have in our arsenal because it requires us to stand back and not do much of anything and wait upon the hand of the Lord. I don't like doing that. If I can't do it, I at least want one of my employees or my volunteers or somebody, somebody's going to get it done. If they can't do it, we're going to call a moving company who's got a crane who can get it done. But what happens when the mountain is so big that all you can do, 
All you can do is stand back and watch it and say, oh, my. Look what the Lord just did. And you, let me tell you something. My God, I'm going to come down here. You see God one move one mountain in your life. You see God one move one mountain. And it's over, devil. Oh, once you see it, it's over. Once you see it, it's over. It's over. Once you show me one time that that mountain can be moved. Oh, once you show me one time that it can be cast into the sea. Once you show me one time that our building can be paid off the whole $225,000 in one phone call. Oh, once you tell me one time that Greg Locke from Nashville, Tennessee, he's going to call me and get me on the plane out there and say, Josh, we want to do a $100,000 match to pay off your other building. Oh, you can't tell me. It's too late now. I already know the truth. I already know the truth. God is able. The secret's out. And if you didn't know, God is able. Oh, God is able. 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 God is able tonight. I'm going to preach myself happy. God is able. And sometimes I just got to be reminded because sometimes we were talking about planes a second ago. Have you ever been at the airport and, and you own a delay and you're trying to get somewhere and all this stuff is happening and you're sitting on the plane? Oh, we sat on the plane. I don't even remember how many hours this last time before we set off. Thankfully, we had that upgrade. That was nice. But anyway, um, and so, you know, but it's raining on the ground and all these things and, and it, it just looks terrible when you look out the window. But how many know once, once it's bumpy on the way up, but once you get above them clouds, it is blue skies. And so I can promise you today, whatever it looks like on your ground level, it is always blue skies. There's not a day that it's not blue skies up there. You can take a plane. Ask Andrew. He's been working for the airline how many? 10, 12, 15 years? Long time. You can ask Every time he's went up above the clouds, what? Blue skies. It's always blue skies up there. And so the storm is a trick to make you believe that God is not able when he very well is able and he is still existing right above the storm. That's where the eagles are, right above the storm. So here's what happened. And y'all already know the end of the story. Somebody wave at me if I'm going too long. I believe I'm going to tonight, but, but that's okay because I'm having a good time myself. You know, God, God already knew. That, here's where he said, this lad's got, uh, he's got five barley loaves and two fishes. And y'all all know this story. I'm not preaching to you something you don't know tonight. You know this story. I'm trying to reactivate your faith tonight. I'm trying to get you re-excited tonight. I'm trying to burn that fire back inside of you, baby. I'm trying to wake you up and say, remember the time God did this? And remember the time he did that? Come on, somebody get excited. And then, and so, so, but, but Andrew, he looked around to see what God could use, what was already there. To what, what in your life, I ask my staff this all the time. I say, what do you have that somebody could walk in here and do more with? What do you have in your possession right now? Come on. What do you have in your possession right now that somebody could walk up in your life and do a better job with it? And if you can think of something, baby, it's time to go do better. Because the, the Bible says he's going to come back and say, give an account. 
Give an account. And it doesn't matter if you get one dinar or one talent, two talents, five talents, or ten talents. God is going to expect something. You say, well, preacher, I ain't got much to offer. Well, it doesn't matter. You can give back a little more than you had. God gives everybody to each to one of their ability. And so this is what happened. It says, then Jesus said, he said, make the people sit down. And there was much grass in the place. So the men sit down in a number of about 5,000. And they're saying there could have been 10, 15, 20,000 people out there after men, women, and children, all of them together. And it says, and Jesus took the loaves. Come on, somebody. And Jesus took them. And when he had given thanks, he distributed them. It goes back to what I said earlier. He takes what we have. He puts, a, he puts his godly, heavenly value on it. And then he redistributes it to his kids. So he distributed it to them, to the disciples. And the disciples, it was a flowing effect. There was so much, it flowed down to the disciples. Then there was so much, it flowed on to the 5,000. Come on, somebody, get this. It flowed on to the 12, and it was too much for them to keep. And it flowed on down to the 5,000. I want enough to flow to the 12 and then down to the 5,000. I don't want enough just for me and my three. I'm not a gritty little... I want enough from me and then the 12 and then the 5,000 and the 7 billion. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to reach every single person on this planet before I get out of here. You watch me. You show up. I hope none of you is at my funeral because I don't mean I went before you did, but I hope you don't go first either. And so, but anyway, um, I hope somebody says at my, my funeral that he said he was going to touch every person in the world and Deborah's going to be standing there hopefully and say, and he did. And he did. And he did. You know what? Uh, and y'all looking at me like, oh, big whoop for you. No, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You can reach somebody. You can do something. Man, maybe it's time to write that book. Maybe it's time to open that business that funds the kingdom of God. Maybe it's time to step out and be on the worship team. Maybe it's time to step out and do that thing that you are so scared of doing, but you know. Come on, somebody. You know. Oh, you know. You know. You know when it's right. It hits you about right here somewhere. <sighs> because I'm going to tell you, I never truly lived until I started living for God. I never truly lived. Come on. It was like I was in this cloud. It was like I was in this other dimension. I never truly lived until I lived for God. And he took me on an adventure that I didn't even know existed. You thought I was, you, you, you think I knew when I was little? Maybe I did, maybe I didn't, I don't know. That I was going to be on nationwide television all over the place, streaming me on satellite. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people watching right now. You're watching along with thousands of other people all across, maybe even the world. But I know for sure all over the United States. And it's an amazing thing because I think, you know, for somebody who grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, for somebody who grew up with the wrong friends, for somebody who grew up and was disqualified, and see, some of y'all might leave now, but I'll go ahead and let you in on a secret. I didn't go to seminary. I went to the school of the Holy Ghost. I had to learn the hard way. Come on, somebody. I had to learn through, uh, I don't know, I did this thing called read the Bible. I, I did this thing like the old, the, the disciples and the Old Testament and all them people. I did this thing called read my own Bible for myself. You wouldn't believe how much you get out of it. Y'all read y'all's Bible. I know it ain't y'all. It's somebody out there by TV. You need to read your Bible. It ain't these people in here. They're angels. And so, so it says, this is after they distribute it. And then it says, likewise the fish and as much as they wanted, as much, come on, as much as they wanted. Not as much as they needed. As much as they wanted. 
I don't know if you follow me on Facebook or not, but you can. Go find me. It's called Josh Paul. I cause a lot of trouble on there, apparently. And, uh, you know, I'll post pictures of, like, me and Mike Lindell and people go crazy. Or I post pictures or posts and different things. And, and, but right now, um, if you're watching this later at a laser day, I'm talking about the vaccine online. And, um, you know, we all have varying, uh, we all have varying ideas of it. But, but you know what? I, I just want this. I just want freedom. That's what I want. I live in America, and I want freedom because I am free in Christ, and I am free in America. Come on, somebody. That's all I'm wanting. I ain't trying to put no shot in you, and I hope you're not trying to put one in me. If you want it, get it. That's the amazing part. It's totally free. I can help. I'll help you get it. it the, the government's giving it out. They're giving away millions of them for free. I will help you get it if that's what you want. But you know what I want? I want my freedom to choose. I want my freedom to choose. And and you say, oh, well, it ain't no, this, this is about a shot. This is about people's health and all the rest of it. And, and uh, I don't know where, you know, I don't even know what happened to my body, my choice, none of my business. Um, but And so uh, so I'm just going to say this. You know what? If we don't start standing up, Christians, we're not going to have a platform to stand on. If we don't start speaking up, Christians, we're not going to have a platform on which to preach this gospel because they're trying to shut us up and they're trying to shut us down. I'm going to tell you one thing. I won't be shut up and I won't be shut down. I'm getting a little boldness in me. I'm getting a little backbone in me. I'm, getting, I'm growing up in Jesus. And you know what? I used to not post stuff like that because I thought, well, my posts ain't going to change the world. But at least, you know, baby, y'all make fun of me for saying this, but I saw this movie when I was little and Dolly Parton came driving down with her pinto. She said, baby, sometimes you got to blow your own horn or, somebody, or they're not going to see you coming. And so ever since then, I've been blowing my own horn and you're going to hear me coming and I'm going to be shouting the name of Jesus as loud as I can. I'm going to be shouting freedom as loud as I can and you better shout it too. It's time to stand up, church. I'm telling you, that's way off topic. That's way off topic. That's way off topic. So when they were filled with what they wanted, not with what they needed, when they were filled with what they wanted, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. I love that. We've all heard it before. God lets nothing go to waste. Nothing. Oh, he lets nothing go to waste. And uh, I, I, I was just, just thinking about another interest. In fact, I heard somebody talking about this the other day, but you know what? That little boy, does, he, I don't think he ever got the credit that he kind of deserved for giving his uh, three loaves and fishes or five loaves and three fishes, whichever it was. Um, but you know what? He gave and it was multiplied. They gathered up the fragments. I believe everything in me, it was sent back to his house. I believe they went back to his house and they feasted. I believe them baskets because he was the one that gave. And God loves a giver. And he loves to multiply. And I, I believe that boy had 11 people behind him carrying baskets. He said, Mama, look what Jesus did. Oh, I love it. Mama, look what Jesus did. Look what Jesus did. I had these little loaves and fishes, but look what Jesus did. Whoo, I believe that. And so, but but we're talking about cost tonight. And and I was thinking about counting the cost and, and looking at the cost and, and, and knowing these costs and, and all these things. And, and I came across this over in Luke 14, 25. And it says, 
large crowds were traveling with Jesus again. There he was with the large crowds again. And turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and his mother and his wife and his children, his brothers and his sisters, and yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. Wow. Such a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. It says... He cannot be my disciple. What is he saying? He's saying in comparison to how you love your kids, in comparison to how you love your, your neighbor and your mama and your daddy and, and your new puppy and all the in comparison to that, that love is going to look like hate compared to the way you love me. That love that you have for these people surrounding you is going to look like hate. It's going to look like hate compared to how much you love me and how devoted you are to me and how you're willing to push everything else aside and say, yes, Jesus. Your love for me is going to be so great that your love for them looks like hate in comparison. And it says... It goes on to say, whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost? Won't you sit down and count the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone sees it will ridicule you, saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or... Suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and at least consider whether he's able to go with 10,000 men to oppose one coming against him with 20,000? Won't he at least consider it? If he's not able, he'll send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and he'll ask for terms of peace. He'll ask for terms of peace. You know, just yesterday... Just yesterday, I had to count the cost on something. Sometimes we see God multiplying things, but sometimes God is asking us also to count the cost. He's saying, count the cost on this situation. Is this worth your peace anymore? Is this worth your joy? Is this worth your happiness? Is this thing that you hold on to, is this worth it? Is it really worth it? Well, practicing what I preach, I got put to the test yesterday. This lady who I considered family for a very long time in my life, a very long time. I would spend Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, I, I, it, the whole thing. It was, it was a second mom. It was a, it was a family. Her family was my family. Their, their grandma was my grandma. It was, it was family. Come on, y'all got those? Anybody got those? It was family. Well, about four Christmases ago, I said something and it was something about leaving some Republican or a Democrat or somebody out in the snow. And they were saying, yeah, leave them to die. And I sent her a message. I was like, well, that's not, that's not a very nice thing to do. Isn't that against everything that you say you stand for? Helping people? And so they got mad at me about that. 
and uh, we didn't go for years and years. And then, but I noticed every time that anything about politics would come up, and I, yeah, anybody who knows me knows I do not talk about politics. I hate it. I hate the mess. I hate CNN. I hate Fox. I hate the rest of it. I hate turning on the news. It is nothing but a bunch of garbage to get you to fear this one day and to fear that the other day. Some of y'all need to sling y'all's TVs right out into the front yard. Let the neighbors call the police if you need to. You need to get rid of that nasty box of lies. And so I turned my cable off back in 2012. Ain't looked back since. But anyway, this person messaged me yesterday and had so, so much to say about these these things. And I, it wasn't political. It was nothing to stuff. And, but they that's what they was coming against me about. And I had to turn to myself. And it was during a church service. How many know that the, the, the devil shows up at church too? How many know the devil will show up right on the front pew at church and try to distract you and to lie about you? And I wanted to leave, really, and but it kept popping up on my phone. That's why we need to turn them notifications off. We need to turn them notifications off. That ain't nothing but a wiretap from the devil. We need to turn them notifications off. Andrew's got this new thing on his phone, and I'll, I'll text him and be like, hey, buddy, what you doing? And, uh, uh, and, and then he's got this thing that says, sorry, I'm driving right now. I'll get your text when I get to my destination. And I just want to be like, you don't mean that. Bro, bro, you didn't. You didn't put that on there. But he did. He did. But you know what? More of us need to be like that. More of us need to say, I'm not going to let you distract me. I'm not going to let you pull me off my, I'm not going to let you pull my eyes off of where I'm going. I'm not going to let you run me off the road because I'm going places. I've got places to go. I've got a destiny to fulfill. I, and when I get there, I check out your message because what we need to know is everybody else's 911s ain't your 911s, Okay. I had to learn that a long time ago. Their emergencies are not my emergencies. And yes, I help people. I help you if I can. But some people have these uh, uh, emergency non-emergencies that, you know, their hair color came out the wrong way and they got to call somebody and tell them about it. Or the, the, the lady at the beauty shop. The, you see all this stuff on Facebook and you're thinking, these are your problems? Really? That's, your pro that's a problem for you. Your, your, uh, your grass was cut a half inch too short. That, that first world problem, shut your mouth. Just shut up. Just, 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 just I shouldn't have said shut up, but just shut up. And so, uh, you know, we got to learn, just like Andrew did, to tune these things out. And so here's what I had to decide to do. Long story, long, long, long story short. Get inspired. Order Josh Paul's newest book entitled Closer to the Father. It's a daily prayer devotional and fasting journal. Each day, you'll be guided through a prayer that will grow your faith and deepen your relationship with God. You'll receive daily motivation to be your best as you journey deeper into prayer. God loves when you pray bold prayers. Get your copy by visiting joshpaul.org or call 1-800-722-8714. Order now. You're just 21 days away from a closer walk with the Father. I said to this person, I said, you know what? I loved you as part of my own family. And I am not going to allow you to keep coming back to me time after time and hurting me and pulling this bandage off and doing this thing to me time after time. You know what? I am not a doormat for the devil. I'm not going to let you do that to me. This is goodbye, and this is goodbye forever. Blip, 
gone, delete, blocked, gone, don't call me, don't write me. I love you from a distance, but you know what? You're not doing that to me no more. And some of us need to get the gift of goodbye. Slap your neighbor and say, you need to get the gift of goodbye. It's time for us to get rid of some of these life-sucking people out of our life. They are drinking you. They are drawing you down. And look, look, it's different if somebody's down and they're trying to be lifted up. Some, Some people's down and they're just trying to draw you down. And that is their only job. And I said, no more. And I don't like doing that. I don't like cutting people out of my life, but I will. I'll do it. And I will protect my peace. I know the value that God has put on me and my life and the voice that I have. And, and the you know, I know my value, devil. I'm sorry. I'm not letting you do that. And some of, some of others of us need to stand up and say, you know what? I'm too valuable for that. Regardless of what my mama said, what my daddy said, what what my friend said in elementary school, you are valuable. You are not a dumpster for the devil for him to come mat, put his trash in you and dump on you. Every Monday morning, here comes the trash truck and you're, fill me up. Oh, I'm going to be depressed today. I'll just feel it. What? Choose it. Choose life. I've set before you this day. Choose life in the name of Jesus. At least get up and declare it once. Don't just lay down and die. We're counting. We're counting. Sometimes you got to say goodbye. And then down in 33, it says, and they're still counting about talking, counting the calls. In the same way, and I'm almost through. I'm almost through. Those of you who did not give up everything cannot be my disciples. Salt is good. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it may be made salty again? You know, the funny thing about that question is Jesus knows that salt can't lose its saltiness. That, in definition, is salt. Salt cannot lose its saltiness. But you know what salt can be? It can be diluted. Salt can be diluted. You drop one grain of salt in a, in a thing of water, and it, it might as well be gone because it dilutes it. And so I, I wonder tonight, what have we been diluting our life with? What have we been letting in our lives that suck us dry? And, and the, it's not stealing our salt. We're still the salt and the light of the world. But we let things in that dilute us. And I'm just wondering if there's anything you need to pour out tonight. I'm just wondering if there's a few extra pieces of baggage you've been carrying around that you don't necessarily have to carry around. You got to count the cost. What are you mixing into yourself? It's time to count. The, it's time to. I like uh, some of y'all might. Some of y'all might not. I got this good friend named Joyce. She always says you got to have a meeting with yourself. You got to have a meeting with yourself. And I believe that's true. You got to sit down. But this world is so crazy busy and we run from one thing. I bet some of y'all's thinking of where you're going to be after this. And then the next part, some of y'all are already counting and picking out your fruit at the grocery store. Get back into service. Some of y'all's already eating your double Big Mac from down at the Big Mac wherever. Get back in here. We ain't done yet. We're still having service. Get back in here. Count the cost. Over in James 1, 2, and I'm almost through this. This is it. It says, my brother, count it. Count it. Count it. Somebody say count it. Count it. My brethren, count it all what? Joy. <laughs> oh, we're gonna don't worry, we're gonna go, we're gonna go slow. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, thinking 
wondering. What's that next word? When you go into all trials, what? Anybody in the sound booth? Knowing. Knowing. Come on, knowing. We know. I, I, on solid rock, on Christ the solid rock, I stand all other ground is sinking sand. I don't have to wonder, am I sinking? I don't have to wonder these things. I know. Here's some things I know. I know when I leave this earth, I'm a, to be absent from the body is to be present with him in glory. Here's a few things I know. When I wake up in the morning, God's got me. He's got my situation. And he was up all night working on. Here's a few things I do know. And, 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 and listen to this. It says, knowing that the testing, and here's what we don't like, that the testing of our faith produces patience. <laughs> knowing some of y'all may not come back to this church knowing that the testing of your faith produces it produces it produces it produces how many of you ever produced something how many women have ever produced a child there's a little pain involved in producing there's a little effort in produ you go down to a t-shirt factory they're producing something producing you, you go to the produce section that stuff didn't just show up there it was on a tree somebody was producing they were cultivating they were working there was people out there sweating in the middle of the day picking that stuff it was produ produces produces let us not look over this word produces because patience is produced and i know nobody really wants patience that's why we will be right behind somebody and we got a bumper sticker on our car with a Jesus tattoo on our lips and we are blowing on the way to church flipping people off talking about you are making me late no, you should have left your house a little earlier. You think all the demons come out on Sunday morning to drive slow. No, they're going at the speed limit. You're just late. That's for somebody. I think it was me. <laughs> you have to, but here, but here's what it says. It says, my brother, count, 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 count. It says count it. All joy. You got to count it. All joy. You have to count it. I wonder how we count these things. How you counting it? How do you count it? We, he said, he's telling them to count it. He says it don't feel like joy, but you have to count it. Come on, somebody grab this. You have to count it as joy. I've got to smile anyway. I've got to produce a smile when I don't feel like it. Oh, bless God. Oh, Jesus, thank you. I'm learning patience. Oh, I was hoping you'd have showed up at least a month ago, but hallelujah. I'm producing a smile this morning. I'm producing it. Knowing, knowing these things that I, I give up a little here and I give up a little there. And I know that the Bible says, I know it, I know it, I know it. It says that we're he's as close as our next breath and all these things. But I, I believe there's a, uh, a consciousness of being closer to God. And that's what fasting does. That's what crucifying the flesh does. And nobody wants to talk about those things no more in church. Nobody wants to talk about pushing away a plate. Nobody wants to talk about giving up cigarettes or whatever else the rest of it is but I'm gonna tell you what the more you give up for God the closer you get to, and there's something so special about it when we begin to move for God and we begin to put these things down and we begin to say no to our flesh and yes to Jesus let me tell you something you want to start getting some yeses 
And no, I don't believe us skipping a meal or two makes God say, oh, yep, enough check marks now. Now you get a yes. No, I believe what it actually does is it lines us up. It lines us up to be able to receive because, you know, you got to be at the right place at the right time. I learned this a long time ago. God has got divine appointments if we'll only show up. Oh, you'd be imagine if you could just imagine all the things that God wants to do in your life. I wonder how many times I've missed out and I've seen God do miracle after miracle in my life. But I wonder how many times I've still messed out because, oh, I was a little tired or, oh, I was a little feeling sorry for myself or, oh, gosh, Lord, it's Sunday evening. You said it was a day of rest. You said it was a day of rest. Do I have to go to the service? When you feel the prompting of the Holy Ghost, you better get up out of your chair and you better run, run, run as fast as you can to whatever he's calling you to do because that is where your promise is. That is where the key to your door is, where God calls you. That's where he's not going to send you and not give you provision. He's not going to send you and and, and not give you everything you need. He's not going to send you and not send you the people that you need. He's not going to send you and, and not put all these things into place. But he's wondering if you have counted the cost and how are you counting it? Can you, can you count it as all joy when it doesn't feel like all joy? You see, I heard this thing um, and I think it applies to women too, but, but part of becoming a man, part of becoming growing up, let's say, is putting away those things from your past, putting away those things that, that you want to do and doing the things you know you need to do. Putting, and I know this ain't popular teaching, but putting away those things you want to do so you have time and energy to do those things you need to do. And it says knowing, we, we're able to count it because we know. It says knowing that the testing of your faith, it produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing I'm not there Paul wasn't there he said even have I, I haven't even arrived yet I haven't arrived I can tell you I haven't arrived but this one thing that I do I press and I wonder if there's anybody here willing to press. I know you're tired. I know you've been through the rainstorm. I know you've been through hell and back. I know where you've been because I've been there too. Oh, you think I ain't never been through nothing? Oh, yeah. I've been high waiting on a ditch on the side of the road thinking this is it for me. It's over for me. I'm left for dead. You, th- you think I been, ain't been up in some beds and up in some, some corners and some drug out? Come on, I'm getting real with somebody. I've been some places. But eventually I had to say no more. I had to say no more. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Put me in, coach. Put me in. Oh, put me in. I've been through this, some things, God, but if you can, use me. Oh, if you can use a little piece of junk like me, use me. And then I hear God say, oh, you ain't junk. I'm in the recycling business. What this world calls trash, I call treasure. What this world calls trash, I flip it around, I make it brand new. How do I know? You're looking at one. 
you're looking at one who went through the recycling bin. And I went through the, I went through the backside of the desert. And I went through all these things that I, I thought was going to kill me. And I now understand when the Bible says, though he slay me, I'm going to go anyway. Because I've learned that God always knows best. God always knows best. He always knows best. I might sit here for the next hour and just say that over again. God always knows best. Somebody zoom in one of these cameras on me. God always knows best. Always. Always. I don't know where I'm supposed to look right now, but God always knows best. He always knows best. God always knows best. And let me tell you this. He always knows the best in you when you see the worst in you. When everybody else calls out the worst in you, God sees the best in you and he is always calling you a champion because he knows what you can be. He knows what he has called you to be. He knows you're still in the valley while he calls you to the mountaintop. He knows you're still in a low place while he calls you to a high place. He knows you ain't got two pennies to rub together while he's calling you to Africa. He knows these things. You think God don't know? He said, way back over here, he said, let me find it, let me find it, let me find it. He said, and Jesus asked him because he was going to test him. Because the real test is, if I show you where to go, will you go? Because I'll be a light unto your feet and a lamp unto your path. I'll show you where to go. And then when you get up and go, I heard him talking about yesterday. I don't know. I think maybe some of y'all was there when Chris was talking about his church. And he said, uh, I'm, I'm open at his church. And the Lord's told me to get a building and all this stuff. And we didn't have the money. We didn't have the connections. We didn't have any of this and stuff. And when he started talking right there, I said, oh, boy, you better get ready. You better get ready. Because when you step out, that's when the provision comes. You see, we want the money to come in. We want the people to come in. We want to do it comfortable. It won't ever be that way. And then, you know, yeah, here, here's what I'm learning. And, and we're going to talk about money just for a second. But, you know, they'll send 225000 to send off your building. They'll send another 100000 and then And then Lowe's will send you a grant to do, to do your building. And then, you know, it's, it, it becomes a staircase. And everybody thinks, oh, he's got loads of money. Baby, if you've seen the things I was doing and the places we're going, you'd know, too, that this ain't nothing but a drop in a bucket. I, I tell this joke all the time to the people that sound both, and I'm a preacher, and I probably shouldn't say this. But I want all the money. I want it all. Because you know what? I'm going to change the world. I don't want it for myself, but I want it all. And y'all can go ahead and make a meme about me on Facebook. Go ahead and make a face, a, a YouTube about me. But... It takes money to do ministry. I'm going to get every bit of it. I'm going to be the first billionaire coming out of Wilkes County. Why? For me? Uh-uh. Nope. Because I'm going to get shining letters. I might even get a plane that flies across the world that just says Jesus. I'm going to shine his name bright. People's going to know Jesus showed up when I show up. But let patience have its way. And I'm, I'm going to let you go in just a minute. I promise we're getting out of here. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And so it goes on down to, I'm going to skip real fast. It says, um, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all, to who? All, liberally, 
without reproach, and it will be given to him. It'll be given to him. But let him ask in what? Faith. Let him ask in faith. You see, the, the Bible has something called asking amiss. Asking amiss. And I get a good picture of that because this here in just a second talks about the ocean. Have you ever been at the ocean and there's been really big waves and you don't feel the wave, but you feel the mist coming in off of asking a mist. Well, you don't really know where it's coming from and you don't know where it's going. You just know you felt it and then poof, it was gone because it was so hot. The sun dried it up. I feel like that's asking a mist. We ask for these things and we'll throw darts at the wall and wonder where they land and say, oh, that must not be God. God's looking for some people with some staying power. Man, God's looking for some people who say, if you don't have a dime to your name, will you still come anyway? If not, but five people show up at your church, will you be faithful with the few? Will you do what I told you to do even when it don't look like it sounded like when I called you? Many people don't know this. I didn't have a car for four years. Not four days, not four months, four long years. I drove a ministry box truck. You try going on a date in a ministry box truck. Come on, somebody. Come on. That was my life. I didn't have money. One time, one time, I'm gonna tell on myself, Andrew. One time I was up in New York City and I was over at the airport. I didn't have a dime. I don't even know how I got there. But Andrew, I, I got I made my way over to the airport on a bus ticket, and Andrew had to buy my dinner because I didn't have no money. I've been in some tight places. Don't you tell me I ain't been in some tight places. Don't you ever tell me I don't know what it's like to be low. I have been low, and I can roll across the bottom of the barrel of low, and I can draw you a picture of low. But as Paul said, I've, I've abased and I've abound. I've seen them both. You know, I've flown on private jets, and, and I've seen mansions, and I've, I even had a bedroom in one, right? It was the Duchess of some country that I don't even know who it was, but I was overlooking the Gulf of Mexico, and it was beautiful. And there was a beach house and a, and a, a lake house and a, and a pool house and all these things and a maid's quarters. And so, so I've, I've seen the poor, and I've seen the, the rest of it. Just like Paul said, I've, I've abased and abound, but I've learned. I've learned. I've learned how to be content. I've learned how to count it as joy. I've learned how to count it. And if you get one thing out of this tonight, I want it to be put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. It may be hard. I may have to do some laps in the rain, but I'm ready. I'm ready to give up a few things for you, Lord. I'm ready to start moving towards you, Lord. And I know this is a little longer. You can go ahead and stand to your feet. We're getting ready to close out. But I know this is a little longer than usual, but I just had to tell somebody tonight, don't you dare give up hope. Don't you dare throw in the towel now. God brought you this far, and he has got a plan. And when he asks you a question, guess what? He already knows the answer. When he asks you if you have enough, guess what? He knows you don't, but he knows he does. Oh, if we could just get that. Just like this chair. If I could just lay back and trust this chair to hold me up, how much more can we trust God to hold us up? See, I put faith in this chair by sitting in it. I believe that was going to hold me up. And it is. It's doing a great job. But how much more could God hold us up? I'm wondering if there's anybody in here tonight that 
Maybe you got a ball and chain tied to your foot and it's been holding you down and maybe that's the lies of your past. Maybe that's the lies of whatever they said about you. Maybe that's the lies of the, the things that you even told yourself looking in the mirror at night. I'll never be good enough. I'll never be what God called me. I'll never have a, I'll always have a second rate life because, because of this or because of the devil is a liar. You will be all that God called you to be. You're about to blow some people's minds. You're about to blow the minds of your haters who said you'd never be nothing and you'd never be nobody. Oh, you're about to blow some people's minds. Well, I hope this podcast is a blessing to you. Make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend who needs a blessing. Be sure to sign up for our email list too. We give away free gear and products and you'll be the first one to hear about the latest episodes and all the latest news. Till next time, pray big prayers and watch God move. Have a blessed day.